is Bill Carr from Team Tremendous. You are listening to TRSS. Hey, how's it going? It's your boy, Terry Funk, the old funkster. And I'm listening to the regular season sportscast over here at the Double Cross Ranch. This is Joe Quick. And this is Adam Falcon. We are the takeover. And you're listening to TRSS. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. Go ahead. Make my day. Welcome to Raw is the regular season sportscast. Yes, my friends, another week and another dollar. If you're out there getting that paper, make sure that paper is green, not that brown. Make sure all that money you getting right there is worth the the work you put into it. Get that hustle on, because at the end of the day, if it's given to you without the effort, you're a slut. You're a whore, male or female, whatever you call it. But honestly, it is real that these days we need to start appreciating the life that we have and the the moments that we share because there's a lot of stuff going on in this world, especially with these natural disasters, man. It's like um, prayers go out to everybody in Mexico and uh, the Houston area and, of course, my my home island of Puerto Rico. It's it's it's, it's crazy, man. It's just, you, you never think that these occurrences will happen in such successions and it, it it goes it goes to tell you, man. That these days, you never know what kind of things you're gonna get hit with. I I, I was joking the other day, and I said, hey, "Shit, you know, New York don't get earthquakes, and you'll never fucking know." The next day, fucking, you get a fucking five point three here in New York. You gotta you gotta appreciate what's going on, appreciate life, and appreciate what's happening in 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 our society. And I love everybody on social media sitting there talking about harp is real, yo. You got to get that harp shit. That harp shit is real. They really want to knock down our societies using the 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 weathers. The weathers is the one that's gonna knock down societies. I'm I'm one of those I'd rather play oblivious because I have so much other stuff in my life that I don't need that extra fucking headache because I'll probably, I'll probably get high blood pressure for thinking shit like that. Like, no, that's true. Like, harp is fucking real. Holy fuck. And why take out Puerto Rico? What do we have over there? We, we're the biggest export of rum. I think that, uh, I think, I think the other countries will want, they want our Bacardi. I don't understand why this, why somebody will want harp to, to knock that out. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. But other than that, it's like, you know, blessings. So I have family on the island. I have good friends that let, that live on an island. And, uh, I hope everything is, is, it's going well with them. It's, it, it sucks. It's, terrible terrible you know i see images and plus the media doesn't make it any better because the media sits there and they hype it up to where they you know it seems like they're going to be out of uh of electricity for six to eight months and i'm like "Mm, i don't think so you know it's going to probably take a minute but i don't think it'll take that long everybody wants to hype up something there's certain areas that i saw in puerto rico that are still well it's still good you know the power is out cell phones are down and not a lot of people are out there and in the mainland, um, hoping and praying that their families are okay. And I, as well as myself, cause I said, I have an aunt and I have family out there as well. And I have friends out there as well. And I hope they're okay. And I'm hoping they come to the mainland for a little while until, um, until the, the rebuilding progress happens. That's what's the thing about Puerto Ricans, man. As frustrating as it's been here, we said that coño, we, get ese mama out there, que, que, que están en Puerto Rico, que coño, man. Hay un cosa que, que, de un jebolú. It's crazy out there, pero. We need to move the couch. We need to move the couch. Pongo un sabana, un moada, put the, the, the sheet and the, the pillow there. You know, we got to give them a bed. Three months. Coño, man. I hope they fucking, they better cook. I don't want that Puerto Rican cooking, not that bullshit that we've been here. That's what we do out here. We, we, at least we, we're known to look out for our family. Then after six months, it's like, um, I heard there's electricity back in uh, Puerto Rico. Can you go back the fuck home now? Like, honestly, can, um, uh, I'm not throwing you out. I'm just saying, like, maybe, maybe you want to start making moves. Maybe start looking at JetBlue that I heard they're flying back and forth. And just saying, just saying. Welcome everybody to another episode of 
the regular season sportscast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santy, here to bring to you another week of ridiculousness and nonsense and sports news and debauchery of the world of sports and everything correlated with it. Make sure you check us out on social media outlets. Check us out on our like and group page, the regular season sportscast. Check us out on Twitter at RWJ Santee. Check us out on Instagram at regular season sportscast and as well on the YouTubers at regular season sportscast. I got to tell you guys, man, this week was actually pretty cool, man. Um, my open salvo is definitely going to be about uh, a monument, a milestone in my life. This past week, I celebrated the 10th anniversary. <laughs> that's that's how you make it more important but even so my 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 child my 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 baby girl super producer Sally celebrated her 10th birthday this week and i have to say that it's one of those things that you don't really think you're going to be emotional or sensitive about it but when i did a retrospect of it 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 really made me think about what life is and what life is about these days and and i remember when when i was a kid you know watching the mets and watching the giants being be slowly becoming a sports fanatic you, in your mind you're thinking about yourself and either you play sports you're part of it or you're in the conversations depending on what life is and you see people around you when you're growing up you you have these conversations or you played the sport be it streetwise or organized you did these things and then little by little year by year day by day whatever the case may happen you and it's people stop falling away your boy who used to be the tight right the, the the tight wide receiver who had the nice hands doesn't play football anymore because he has a newborn or your solid third baseman whenever you went to go play other neighborhoods isn't there anymore because he has to babysit or watch his two-year-old or even the big man, the, the the six foot six center when you play street ball is not there anymore because his baby mother, need, his baby mama needs him to come home because they need pampers. And you start seeing these metaphoric uh, notions of what used to be life and then what changed to be what is life. Metaphorically speaking is like, uh, you used to be cool, and it, 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 it's a weird fucking dynamic that happens in life. More metaphorically speaking, uh, uh, you you done transition from a grass, uh, a fucking a uh, cocoon, uh, from from a, a a caterpillar, and got into your chrysalis and became a butterfly. You done you done changed, and and now you're 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 a new being, or you went from a tadpole to a frog, you know. And this this is like something that happens in everybody's neighborhood and we would sit there and go oh dude you really gonna let that happen son that's what you wilding son and and i've seen a lot of dudes who kept the hood ways and never really embraced the parenthood that they had and then i saw other true dudes who knuckled down and became the productive fathers juggling two jobs uh being at home or being at you know, the baby mother or being at your house, bringing your kids to certain situations, being to parties or whatever. And this is what you embrace as fatherhood. And I remember looking at this and I was never one that was like, man, you're a sucker, son. And I was like, nah, I, I had a friend of mine. Shout out to my boy, Slow, a.k.a. Smack, man. When he found out that he was going to be a father and this is dude we always hung out tight and we still cool to this day. I remember just only seeing him on a flyby. I would always see him coming from his his uh, daughter's mother's house, walk down the block, and go into his job. And it was always like, yo, what's good, son? He's like, yo, I'm going to check you out when I come out of work. And I was like, all right. And you never got mad when he didn't because he had responsibilities that he had to do. You know, some dudes was like, yo, nigga slow, don't want to hang out no more. <clears throat> and I was always the first one to be like, son, he got responsibilities, man. He got shit he has to do. Then little by little, his his uh actions and his 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 way of living started trickling down to other dudes maybe not in the same essence but a lot of dudes said this like yo i gotta knuckle down and i, I gotta take care of my responsibilities and later for me this was like 10 15 well maybe about 10 12 years after i started thinking about maybe fatherhood is not gonna be for me because everybody around me has kids 
you know, my boys are fathers. Some of my homegirls are mothers twice. Some of the fathers that I know around me has going on a third kid from the second baby mother or whatever the case may be. And I was like, maybe this, I don't know whether I'm doing it responsibility. Like I'm doing, I'm having relations responsible or maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I don't have, maybe I don't have a sperm count. I don't know what it was. So I was, I, I was pretty much acceptant of not being a father. And then I got a call from, uh, from my daughter's mother. At the, you know, she was my girlfriend at the time. And we, we had tried one or two times and nothing caught. And finally I got the phone call. I remember uh, explicitly my thought process. It was like happiness, but yet profanity in my mind going off because I didn't think it was, it was hap- It was going to happen. And I got the call saying we're pregnant. And there was nothing like a feeling that I felt at that moment of, of knowing that I was going to be a father. And I sat there and, and I wasn't, I wasn't scared nervous or or even uh upset i was just it was joy that came through me it wasn't until you see the progression of your 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 the 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 child that your mother goes through with the pregnancy the 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 belly getting bigger the the sleep patterns changing the the appetite you know the mood swings and when you start realizing holy shit this is this is about to get real this is real right here and then when um it had to be about seven months in when we're deciding what name we're going to use for our child, what was going to be her lifelong name. This is when you start thinking like this, this is about to happen. And finally we got the sex of our child and I found out I was going to have a baby girl. It was like, Oh fuck. Whatever. And whatever anxiety, any male who's active in their daughter's life, uh, whatever they, whatever anxiety they had prior to or didn't have prior to it, it explodes three times over because the macho thing is, Oh, fuck that. You know, any, any, any fucking motherfucker that come through my, my, my door, I'm about to blast them. It's like, yeah, there's more to that. There's way more to that. A lot more. Even there was a time for me that I couldn't even change my daughter's, you know, her diaper because I was like, I was afraid to touch anything. And it was like, oh, it's, it's weird. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even, I, don't want, I didn't want to be a part of it. So. You get a lot of, you know, you, you, your, your height. And when you get a boy, it's like, you, son, you're going to be just like me. Yeah. How, how does that work out for a lot of you dudes? But with a daughter, it's just like that daddy, daddy's girl thing is when you're there, it's real. It is so real. It's like you're going to get to a point in your life that I always want her to be daddy's little girl. But if you're a true parent and truly want your child to excel, you got to give them their leg room, their space. And it it's so tough, man. And my baby girl just turned 10. And I look at her. I see glimpses of her mother. I see glimpses of me. You know, the looks, the the, the, the beauty comes from her mom, I believe, with a, with, a, with a twinge of me. But personality is, I see, is just me. And and I got to shout out everybody who gave her love this week because, you know, I did a post on Facebook and Instagram. And everybody just showed love because they know her through me. And it's like... Whatever I post or whatever I put up, you you're. It's like if you're there with her, man. Because Sally, Sally is a real, really down little girl, man. And I don't want to say that she's the coolest kid that I know because she's my kid. I want to say it because it's genuine. Because she is the most compassionate, loving, understanding, open-minded, and funny, funny kid that I, I've ever I've ever met, man. And I and I've had people come to me and say, Yo, if my kid was like her, I would be. I would be satisfied. And it takes a lot of work, man. It does. It's not easy. It's it's not easy. You know, we have our ups and downs. Everything looks peachy and cream, but it's not because at the end of the day, it takes work. It takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of uh, uh, communication, listening, being a part of your child's life, not letting your phone or your TV or your Netflix take over. You you have to have those moments in which that you could share with your kids, listen to who their friends are. Like I got off the top, I know who who Sally's friends are. And you need to you need to be a part of that, man. And and, and I always said, don't be a friend of your kid. Be a parent. Friendship comes with it. Be a parent first. You have to be. I always goof with with Sally and I said, You're my best friend. And I always goof with her. In which it's it's kind of true, but at the end of the day, parenting comes first and you have to do that. A lot of people are raising friends right now. You're raising a kid that you could actually look at somebody and say, oh, he's bad. It's like, I would never want to tell somebody else that my child is bad or have them curse. Say fuck you. Say fuck you to them. 
this is the hood shit that I've seen. And it's like that's embarrassing. And that's another thing. But my child, she is not she is not able to embrace embarrassment. You, you'll ask her what what would happen if you went to the principal's office. She's like, oh my god, I don't. Oh my god, I don't. I, I, I don't think I'm about to cry right now. I don't even want to know what that is. I, see the principal's office. It better be for something good because I don't want to be for something bad because I don't want to be. That's 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 parenthood. And, and, and embrace and install embarrassment and disappointment because a lot of a lot of parents out there they think it's cool to raise homie and when homie is out there fucking breaking into cars and and stealing fucking and airbags and shit like that you're not raising a kid anymore you're raising a criminal or you're out there seeing that your child is 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 sexually active and having kids at 12 years old you're not raising a kid anymore that's your homie that you got exactly what you want if you're sharing uh, adult stories with a kid at nine it's not your kid that's your homie and you might want to check yourself on that so other than that i gotta say that my daughter super producer Sally, the greatest creation that i ever made or helped to make because i know there was somebody else that was involved in it but she is the greatest creation i have ever been a part of i love you daddy loves you and i have to say that i have to say um I have to say thank you to the woman who was part of that because for anybody to allow me to impregnate them, they might need psych medication or some type of evaluation because that would have, who, who knew? But to my Sally Bear, hashtag Sally's World, I love you, baby girl. And we're about to turn up. Once you came out the womb, you looked at daddy, you gave me a wink and you smiled and it was like, let the fun begin. And that's exactly what happened. When we come back, I got a, Got, got tons of store. We got, of course, um, talking sports and shit, and as well as uh, this week's rant. This week's rant, uh, I saw something posted about um, youth and football, and I, 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 I was actually intrigued by what that was about. So I read the article and I said, I want to talk about this. I, I think this might be something to talk about. So, guys, don't go anywhere. Make sure you check us out. Like I said, on RageWorks.net. RageWorks.net has everything under the sun. You can get a tan under the RageWorks.net. You get a the varying issue, you get uh Call Me When It's Over, you get Turnbuckle Tabloid, you get Black is the New Black, you get all that. And of course, you get trsspodcast.com. That's what, the, why, why would you go anywhere else? Guys, it's real, son. It's real, son. It's real. Make sure you don't go anywhere, guys. This is where we're going to do it. Um, tons coming down. Going to talk uh, NFL. Got um picks this week uh, and much, much more. Don't go anywhere. Check you guys in a second. Don't go anywhere. Why, look at what we have here, folks! T-R-S-S, bits and peace. So we had a couple of drinks, and then one thing went to another, went back to the room and shit. And I was like, yo, let's go, yo, let's go chill for a little bit. And she was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, word, that, that word, that's what happened. So what up, what happened next? So I played some music and shit, right? And then, you know, one thing led to another, and then she, you know, she pulled out her panties, and then all of a sudden her dick came out. I was like, What? Wait, 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 you said she had a wife? She had a dick. Where the fuck you met this chick at? Um, I, I, I said she had a dick. Oh, um. Uh, yo, you hear that music up the block, yo? Yo, that shit, that shit is bumping, son. Yo, let's go check that shit out, man. That shit sounds crazy over there. Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah. Yo, that shit does sound crazy. But yeah, you're going to have to tell me about that chick with the dick later. That shit sounds bugged out. You still got her number? What? No. No, let's go up the block to see where this music coming from. It sounds like they jamming over there for real. Yo, I ain't gonna front. This music is pumping, but ain't nobody in here dancing. What the fuck is going on here? Everybody seems so fucking, I don't know, like out of it and shit. Do you need a DJ? Do you want your DJ to play music that you can vibe to? Do you want your DJ to get the party started, get it going, and get it cracking? Do you want a DJ that, well, goes through its feelings and emotions during the night and possibly has some personal or maybe mental disorders? Well, we're the DJ syndicate for you. Please stop the music production presents three of the hottest DJs who will well, let's just say they know their music, but really, really have some emotional troubles. On the ones and twos, D 
DJ Optimistic, DJ Passive Aggressive, and your DJ Melancholy. Kick it off, DJ Optimistic. If you got a hundred bills in your pocket, it's 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 okay. But even if you don't, it'll be cool because I know that sooner or later you're gonna get a raise. What? And your, your your boss will appreciate your job. But it, the hell it's all you right. Talking about? As long as you got a twenty, it's still good. You're a good person. So if you got a hundred bills, put your hands up. But if you don't, it's still cool. You know, Shut at least you got something up. in your life going on. Yeah, let's get it on. Come on, guys, put your hands up. Hey, ladies, if you're fine, that's cool. But even if you're not, if you're like a five instead of like a ten, it's all right because you know somebody out there is gonna like you for your personality. I she really ugly. think that you know if, if you try a little harder, maybe put some uh, makeup on and maybe a little bit more extensions, you get that guy. And you could go from a five to a seven. Just so play the music. That's stupid. all right, ladies. If you're a ten, put your hands up. Put your hands up. But even if you're a five, maybe a six is cool. Just maybe that sometimes you shouldn't even like try too hard. You could just maybe just Shut lighten the fuck up a little up. bit and work on your personality. That'll help everything out. So, ladies, get Fucking your hands virgin. up. Fucking virgin. Also in the mix is DJ Melancholy. Brooklyn, where you at? Because I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm really. You know, I, I really don't like what happened in Brooklyn these days. The whole gentrification is going on, and it's nobody want to hear that shit. Sad, and and I'm, I'm hoping that our, our neighborhoods could get back, and maybe we could we, we could learn to to better ourselves and bring ourselves to another level where maybe not, not need the outsiders to help our businesses and stuff. Cry like and, a little bitch, son. Maybe maybe we should start looking into our own communities and doing better for ourselves. So Brooklyn, where you at? Oh, yo, Brooklyn, where you at? Uh. Yeah, honestly, where are you, Brooklyn? Because we where really the white need you women to come at? back and and find more more of an attentiveness to our own neighborhoods. But please, please don't let outsiders come in and and try to raise our rents and stuff like that because it's really, really digressing and depressing to Take our, that own, shit outside, our own livelihood. So Brooklyn, go Brooklyn, go Brooklyn, go Brooklyn. And finally, on the ones and twos, getting this mix on is DJ Passive Aggressive. Put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up, but don't, don't, you don't have to really, fine, don't put your hands up, it really doesn't matter to me anyway, it's not like I'm gonna get paid or anything like that, no, 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 don't put your hands up, it's not like I'm not doing this because I just want to, I need you guys to participate and such, but, you know, if you don't, you don't really have to, it's not like the the club owners sitting here gonna pay me because of your response, no, please, fuck it, please, don't put your hands up, you don't have to, but, you know, if you really feel the need to, if you really want to, that'd be fine. Maybe somebody else would put their hands up. I don't know. Maybe the, the next person next to you. If if possibly, if that could occur, if you could help a brother out. In associate with Get That Money Incorporated, three of the hottest DJs in the party scene and possibly in any self-help group or any self-evaluating therapy that you've run into, DJ. Passive, aggressive, DJ, optimistic, and DJ, melancholy, brings to you the hottest tracks, hottest beats, and hottest blends that you'll hear on a day-to-day basis, as well as sharing their grievances and daily gripes that they feel they need to, and also whatever psychological and emotional status that they're feeling. You can find our DJs at LetTheRecordSkip.com And also download their music at SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and, uh, well, as DJ Optimistic would say, Hey, if you can't find us, don't worry, we'll find you! DJs on the rounds. This paid advertisement is brought to you by the regular season sportscast. What's going on, everybody? This is Anthony Cole, promoter of BCW, and you're listening to TRSS. This week's rants. So this week I started uh, going through my archives of uh, news stories. And one story that popped up to me that uh, caught my attention was uh, youth football. And um, I think I spoke about it in previous episodes about youth football and, you know, everybody has concerns about CTE and, and the effects of, of young athletes in future when it comes to, to football. 
and there was a there was a uh, uh, an article published by, if I'm not mistaken, by if I'm not mistaken by ESPN. Neuro neuroscientist has been studying the connection between repetitive head trauma and later in life uh, neurocongenitive issues for the past ten years. And this is from ESPN. He states that um, I really wish I could say I've been surprised by the results of CTE. The study published uh, this past week is in uh, the peer review of the Journal of Transitional Psychiatry. Suggests it suggests that children's exposed exposure to uh, tackle football before the age of twelve are two times more likely to develop behavioral and emotional impairments later in life than those who are starting at a later age. It also indicates that kids who are starting to play tackle before 12 are three times more likely to develop symptoms of depression later in life than kids who are playing 12 years old and well, 12 years to 12 years and eight and older. I have to say that I, 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 I'm gonna agree with this because you have to put in consideration that you're, you're putting your child's well-being of collisions and trauma earlier on now let me let me let me not say that this doesn't occur in any other span of recreation because you know if you even go outside and you play around or whatever the case may be this occurs you know you could fall bump your head on the concrete or you're on the monkey bars and you step a wrong way whatever the case may be this occurs but with football hockey those full contact sports it happens frequently and rapidly and especially not only in game time this occurs during practice wise so i i I, i'm i'm partial to this and i really do believe that although a lot of individuals may have some type of argument about this but i think like uh pop warner peewee league football may not be something to go about when it comes to your kid, you could always put them in flag football or two hand touch or two hand rough, whatever the case may be. You could always do that. But full contact, I, re- all right, I'll take it like this. Would you put your car, uh, but you put your kids behind the wheel of a car? I know it's extreme. I know it is, but because they can't deal with the mechanics. But the real thing is that there is going to be some circumstances in which they're going to be in a collision. You know, would you would you want your would you want your kid to bunk his head up against the wall for three hours at a time? Just keep banging his head up against the wall for like three hours at a time. Just keep banging his head up against a, a solid wall for three hours at a time. That's what it is. Because honestly, there's going to be collisions and there's going to be a systematic format in which that you're going to get hurt or you're going to get hit. Now, people may sit there and say, well, the, the, the youth's body and their mechanics and their system and the way that their biology is built is different because when you get older, it's already systematically in place. And it's like, no, still, there is some kind of repercussions and, 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 uh, um, remembrance of what was some form of damage always is. When I was a kid, I did gymnastics and, as a gymnast, I stretched, I did whatever it was, and I, I was pretty good at what I did. And to this day, I, although I stretched out and I was pretty good at working, I could do a, a solid cartwheel. But as a kid, I banged and damaged my joints and my fingers. I have ankle issues. I have uh, uh, some type of weakness in my knees in some point or whatever. But these are things that occur, and it could start from day one from when you started doing these things when i grew up i started playing you know football uh baseball whatever and you there was injuries that occurred <clears throat> but you you never would think that the totality later on in life would affect you and when you're playing peewee football pop warner and stuff at the age of eight nine ten years it does affect you it's something to to think. It's something to think about. I really do. I really think that a lot of people need to start putting that in perspective. Because at the end of the day, like I said, if you choose later on in life to be a football player, you're 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 lucky enough, and you have the opportunity to play college ball and become an NFL player. More power to you, and that's your choice to beat down your body and know that you're not gonna be. Uh, an individual who has a long-standing life uh, lifespan, but you're able to 
have success and bring some kind of wealth and finance to your family, great. But I think that a lot of people, especially it's always parents, they put themselves in their child's life to push forward to try to make themselves a success. You were a successful quarterback in uh, Ridgemont High and couldn't quite get that scholarship for college, but yet you see that your boy has a good arm and at six years old, you're like, I'm putting him into football. It's like, no, they're not fully developed yet. And who teaches quarterbacking skills at that age? Oh, every time I see like Pop Warner youth football, it's always handoffs. And that's the other thing. You were a great running back in college, but you play for a D, uh, D3 you know, junior college. But you see your boy got skills and you want to put him into like Pop One or whatever. Who's not to say that that boy, your skills is not for football, man. Maybe he's into track or maybe he's into uh, uh, um, some form of other sports activity. It's not going to be football. I really think that parents need to evaluate. And I'm, I'm going to say that I'm not many times that I agree a lot of things when it comes to articles, but I think I'm going to say that I agree with what it's saying because um, as says per the article, the studies believe that the first to show an association between early exposure to tackle football and long-term brain issues in a group of athletes who didn't play in the NFL, the, the research, how the fuck did it jump like this? Uh, sorry. The research examined 214 former players and 146 of whom didn't play in, uh, didn't play beyond college with an average of age 51, and the researchers have said that, that the set 12 as a threshold of age because of the brain undergoes a key period of development and the uh, matura- um, uh, maturation between the ages of 10 and 12 are in males, which I agree with because at that age, you're starting to develop. That's your pubescent era and progression of uh, of, of manly or, or womanhood. I'm j- Listen, I agree. I believe that when it comes to football, and I even say maybe even hockey, this is where we need to start evaluating as parents whether or not our kids. I have individuals who said that they wouldn't let their kids play football regardless. And I get that. But I also have seen players who started playing football at a later age and be and they're successful and live productive lives. So what's your thoughts? I you know, that's that, that's just basically what it is. Uh, Make sure you check us out on social media. It's like I said, on Facebook, uh, the like in the group page, the regular season sportscast. Oh, bookmark us at trsspodcast.com. That's where you can get us for everything. That's all our episodes. Get us there. We're on episode 98 right now. We creep into 100. It's crazy, right? Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram at regular season sportscast as well as on Twitter at rwjsanty and check us out on YouTube at regular season sportscast. Man. Almost a hundred. It's crazy, right? Ugh, it's, it's phenomenal. When we come back, got more to talk about. Got uh this week's rants and um, much, much more on the table, man. Don't go on the way. Stick around, guys. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host Jay Sante. I'm good, Hank Flanders. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to start leading up to the NFL preview and review, or vice versa. It's a NFL review and preview, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what sounds better, but in any case, uh, as you guys know, we go through this, and we have our resident betters for the week. We have Met Fan Matt, and as well as Super Producer Sally. Super Producer Sally will not be sitting in on this segment this week because she's out there partying for her birthday, but... <laughs> I'll be filling in for her. And uh, this week, I have to say that for the birthday girl, she actually went and took the lead in the pack. She went um, she went 12 and four this week, which leads her for so far in the season 22 and nine. Maddie and I took a little slip. Maddie's now at 21 and 10. He went at 11 and five and I went 10 and five this week and I'm at 20 and 10 for this week. Uh, 
I would be no, that would be me twenty and eleven. Excuse me. So um, yeah, it's um. I'm gonna make a bounce back. I'm gonna make a bounce back. So last year's, uh, last week's, uh, last week's um, uh, week in uh, NFL week two, I have to say that uh, the Thursday night game, you have the Texans and the Bengals. The Bengals are still looking flat as all. Oh, it's 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 looking pretty bad. It really is. You think that something could happen? Although the Texans didn't look too well anyway, but they were able to stand strong with their defense. Uh, but. Something is really not clicking with Andy Dalton in the offense, which is just uh, sad. It really is. It's 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 a sad look for them. But um, you, you're gonna think that with that division, something is gonna actually kick, and hopefully something turns around. But when you got teams like the Steelers happening and uh, who won this week, and you know you have like uh, teams like the Ravens, who's looking really really hot. You're really you're really contemplating on whether or not if the Bengals can really be a strong team to be in that hunt. The Patriots bounced back. Brady had a remarkable day throwing for over 400 yards. Phenomenal, phenomenal day. It's unfortunate that uh, it looks like his receiving cars are getting a little bit uh, dwindling down. Gronkowski went out with an injury, but it seems like he might, may or may not be okay. But then when you got a fiery team like the Kansas City Chiefs, Alex Smith is looking phenomenal. Uh, Kareem Hunt, those guys are over there clicking on all cylinders. It's a, it's, it's a remarkable, remarkable look for them. And thank you, Oakland Raiders, because on my, one of my fantasy football teams, I have Derek Carr and I have Michael Crabtree. And whoo, what a difference that week made for me. Thank you, guys. The Raiders look very, very strong this week going against the Jets. Uh, unfortunately, the charges went down. A kicker that I drafted, the um, the Asian kicker, um, Young Ho Koo Kim, whatever that guy. I I actually thought that he was gonna be a little bit better. I, lucky I didn't start him, but you know he missed a pivotal uh, field goal at the end of the game. The Seahawks are still living on their defense. Unfortunately, there's no offensive spark there. The Broncos shut down the Cowboys. I know there's a lot of Cowboy haters out there that's happy to see that. That was a good look for them. Raiders are looking, I mean, excuse me, the Redskins are, are looking somewhat decent. Falcons bounced back strong and took a, uh, a W over the Green Bay Packers. And the Giants are looking very lackluster on that offensive line. I'm sorry, but Flowers has to go. Honestly, this week, Eli, you know, peppered the tight end with Ingram offense. Um, but everybody else did not look like they were ready to come out and play. It's very unfortunate. And Giants are 0-2. And uh, I have to say that I don't see any bounce back from them. But other than that, this will lead us to this week's picks. Um, Got to say, week three, I, I feel is going to be the bounce back week for a lot of teams. This looks like this is going to be the week in which teams start gelling. You hear, uh, you, you, you see that a lot of, uh, quarterbacks are starting to get connected with their receivers as well as that the running plane gets in, into full effect. A lot of people gave Marshawn Lynch shit for the sideline dance. And it's like, what are you supposed to do when you're winning? Fucking knit a sweater, cut that shit out. But in any case, this will lead us to this week's NFL picks. <laughs> All right, leading into Thursday's game, the Rams versus 49ers. Sully took the Rams, I took the Rams, and Maddie took the 49ers. Coming Sunday, we have the 1 o'clock game, the Ravens versus the Jaguars. And Sully took the Ravens, I took the Ravens, and Maddie took the Jaguars. Next 1 o'clock game, you have the Broncos versus the Bills in Buffalo. Sully took the Bills, I took the Broncos, and Maddie took the Broncos as well. Also at the 1 o'clock, we have the Steelers at Chicago. All of us took the Steelers, and why not? Another 1 o'clock, we have the Saints versus the Panthers. We have Maddie who took the Saints, and Sully and I went and took the Panthers. I wonder why Maddie took the Saints. Hmm. Another 1 o'clock game, we have the Buccaneers at Vikings. Sully took the Vikings, and Maddie and I took the Buccaneers, although I might have been wanting to lead with the Vikings, but I took the Buccaneers anyway. 
Browns versus Colts. Let's be for real. Who who took the Browns? Let's be for real. Dolphins versus the Jets. Uh, I took the Jets for some reason playing at home. They kind of look like they have some kind of thing going against the Raiders until the, the second half. But um, I thought maybe they could take over the Dolphins. Selly and Matt took the Dolphins. Another one o'clock game, the Texas versus the Patriots. We all took the Patriots. I don't think that Texas D is going to hold up well against the Patriots this week. We have the next one o'clock. We have the Falcons versus Lions. I think it'll probably be a closer game than expected, but I think that the Falcons will take this game. Maddie uh, believed that they would as well. And the Lions, well, Sully has faith in them. The Giants versus the Eagles. I got to say... I wanted to go against them, but I just had to take up this week one more time. I took the Giants and Sully and Matt took the Eagles. Seahawks and Titans at the four o'clock game. We all took the Seahawks, but it's not far fetched that the Titans could win this game. Chiefs versus the Chargers. Um, Maddie and I took the Chiefs. Sully took the Chargers, but this is another game. The Chargers are playing at home. Chargers. They played gritty last game. I think they can hold up and play strong this week. Bengals versus the Packers. Everybody's with the Packers. Let's leave it at that. Raiders versus the Redskins. Same with the Raiders. Everybody took the Redskins. Oh, excuse me, took the Raiders at the 8:30 game. And for the Monday night game, Cardinals versus Cowboys. Sally and I took the Cardinals, and Maddie took the Cowboys. So, yeah, that's our uh, review and preview of the NFL. When we come back, we're going to have uh, our segment of talking sports and shit. So don't go anywhere. Make sure you check us out on RageWorks.net. RageWorks.net for everything under the umbrella of RageWorks.net. You got movies, TV show, comic books, video games, movie, uh, t- uh, whatever, you know, wrestling, sports. Why not? Check everything there. RageWorks.net is all there. Varying issue. Call me when it's over. Uh, Black is the new black. Termical Tabloid, TRSS, we're all there, man. Don't go anywhere. Make sure you check out RageWorks.net for what we got going on and all things relevant. When they come back, talk sports and shit. Don't go anywhere, guys. Stick around. This is TNA Superstar EC3, and you are listening to TRSS. Man, we talking sports and shit. I think this week I, I, I'm going to start once again. Like I've been doing every week. I, I got to say I am such a follower of the speakings of Shannon Sharp. And I'm still riding high in this whole Callan Kaepernick thing. But I'm not speaking on what my thoughts are because you've already heard my thoughts. But I, I love to hear what Shannon Sharp has to say about it. So as per FS1, you guys could uh, take a gander of what his thoughts are about it this week. I think the thing is, as a former player, I just want to win. And I want the guy that's playing, regardless of the position, no matter what his stance is or what he is religious or his background or whatever, if he gives us the best chance to win, I want him in the ball game. And if we don't have guys that's capable of doing that in our locker room, I would expect our head coaches and our front office people to go get the people that's going to give us the best opportunity to win. I think after what you saw yesterday, Jacoby Brissett, now um, I heard that he has some ligament damage in his thumb on his throwing hand. We'll wait and see how that plays out. But Case Keenum, Brian Hoyer, uh, McCown, Blake Bortles. And the thing is, this is what I love about Blake Bortles. People are like, well, you remember in 2015, he went to the Pro Bowl. He threw 35 touchdowns. I'm like, hell, I swam in the uh, Pacific Ocean yesterday. Doesn't make me a whale. People think because I, oh, well, I was, I was down in Malibu. I, was, I thought you were going to say, well, Colin Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl and then no, 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 back no, no, to the NFC no, Championship no, no, game. No, but I'm saying, but I think when people are watching these games now and they see how bad the quarterback play is on their roster, they're like, come on now. I get it. I don't like what Colin Kaepernick did. I don't like that he took a stance and he used his platform on his job. But this guy's not better than Colin Kaepernick. This guy's not better than Colin Kaepernick. Yep. And when people, people – look, you can – fool because a lot of times the owners – you know, oh, this is a, a talent-based business because you've seen some guys that have done things and they've gotten a second chance because they can play. And <clears throat> you look at a Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon paid his, paid his time, paid his debt to Oklahoma. 
They says, okay, we're done with you, Joe Mixon. Cincinnati Bengals give him an opportunity. We saw a lot of guys that have done things, Skip, off the field mm-hmm. that they've been given second chances because of their talent. But what te- fans are starting to see, this, this is not about talent now. Mm-hmm. You, you've told us that he couldn't play. But then you keep changing it. You keep moving the yard marker. At first, it was because, well, he wanted too much money. He wanted $10, $12 million to be a starter. He's not a starter. Well, okay, I'll take backup. I'll be a backup. I'll take back. Well, it's going to be hard for him to be a backup because he's been a starter before. Well, what about the diet? He's a vegan. Mm. Uh, what, what about, you know, changing the offense? Well, Jacoby Brissett played less than three weeks after joining a new team. We've seen teams sign players off of other rosters at that position. And we know, had Charlie White says, hey, we call plays according to the quarterback. We build the offense around the quarterback yep. and what he does really well. And I think what the Cincinnati Bengals are starting to see, because you played well at once upon, at once upon a time, you don't get a lifetime to sit back there and stink it up because you played well for us in the past. This is a what have you done for me lately. This is an update league, and I tell guys all the time, you better update your resume now. Yep. You don't get to rest on what you did in 2013 and 14, and here we are 2017. What have you done? Now, Skip, if you can honestly say that you believe Jacoby Brissett, Case Keenum, Austin Davis, Josh McCown. Josh McCown is the only offensive starter, the only offensive player, I think, that's still in the league. Mm-hmm. He came in in 2002. He's been on 10 teams. He's been on almost a third of the teams. Blake Borders and Mike Glennon. If you believe those guys honestly are better than Colin Kaepernick, either I'm my eyes mm-hmm. or my knowledge of football isn't very good or you're a better talent evaluator than I am, Skip. And I think what you're seeing from the Bengals, like, Andy, you're not getting it done. And we just don't want you to hand the ball over to uh, uh, McCarron. Bring in Colin. Let him compete and let the best mm-hmm. man win. Uh, this is – now it was reported that Mike Brown wanted to draft Colin Kaepernick. But Jay Gruden thought Andy Dalton would be a better fit for his offense. Yep. And Cap went the next pick after him. The Bengals can get out from under Andy Dalton's contract, Skip. He has three years left after this season. Yep. $50 million, But if they release him, it's only 2.4 against the Cap. I think there's a very good, strong, likely mm-hmm. possibility that Andy Dalton will not be the quarterback of next year in Cincinnati. But I believe Colin Kaepernick can play better mm-hmm. than some of the quarterbacks that I've mentioned. And he's more than deserving of that opportunity. You know, it's the thing that sucks about that is that I really want a scenario to open up for Colin Kaepernick that way. I really do. But what happens is that afterwards, let's say if there's a team that does open the doors for him and he hasn't played the game in such amount of time, I really believe that they would sandbag him and pretty much throw him out there in a boat without any oars so that he can fail so that they can turn around and say, you see, look, this is why we didn't sign him. Look, this is the reason why he's a, he wasn't picked up by any team. He can't complete a pass. He threw so many interceptions. I wouldn't be surprised if he went into a team that was so bad and they bumped him up to starter after a week of signing and they made him look like shit. And I would only hope that Kaepernick would turn around and prove everyone wrong. And it's crazy because in a society that we're living in now, I really believe that this is what people would really do just to show that. They were right. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Andre Ward has called it quits. A man who has a prolific undefeated streak in boxing with 34 wins, zero losses, and 19 knockouts has said it's enough for him. The man has made a statement to say that that's it. It's over. My body can't take enough for this, and I'm not, I, I'm not capable enough to do it anymore. Best part about that is, though, is that I commend the man for that. I really do. I'm hoping that there isn't any underlining uh, foreshadowing of something else that, that that comes through with that that notion. But at the end of the day, I really hope that this is a gentleman who's actually come to terms with the fact that boxing, boxing is not what it is and what it's supposed to be. And it's time to say goodbye and start something new. You ever seen a grown man naked? It seems as though that uh, Aaron Hernandez was uh, put under a knife after his death and has found that he was in the early stages of advanced CTE. I find it hard to believe this. I think they're just trying to find some type of uh, reasoning for why he was the man that he was. Why can't a man just be a dick? 
Why can't it just be a fucking malicious ma- man full of malice and and fiery intent asshole? I just I don't I don't see it. I don't understand why um why it even it it's it stems for that. But it seems as though the family's going to go up against that as well. They want to make sure that uh the NFL should not have released any of those statements, but we'll be following this story as close as possible. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Oh, boo-hoo, the NBA salaries is not what it's all cracked up to be. Ooh. Seems though that um, people have been doing the number crunching about NBA players and their salaries, and it seems that after taxes and luxury finances, whatever the case may be, gets hit with the um, advanced contracts that are given, looks like they're only going to be losing 15 to $12 million. Now, now, now. Not going to take anything away from money because money is money. $12 million for me and you is a lot of shit. And even for a person who's about to make $36 gajillion a year, it is something. I don't want to placate it as something that it's not of importance. But seems seems as though, let me look, pull up the article. Um, seems as though that after, let's say, for a Stephon Marbury, who will be pulling in about supposedly 34 but a little bit close to 34 million 34.7 million uh he'll get hit with uh 3.5 in escrow uh, a little bit over 11.5 in federal taxes five almost almost four four million in state taxes got to give uh 950 to the agent and uh, eighteen thousand to the four hundred one k plan, and um, you know you get a bounce back here, so his net pay will be looking at fifteen million, and um, yeah, I can see that, but you also get a lot of stuff back and um, and your back and your taxes and stuff as well, and they're not hurting, ladies and gentlemen. They'll be okay. They'll be fine. You know, everybody says, oh, you know, the supermax contract doesn't really mean shit because it's uh, of you know, it doesn't. And and then they go in knowing that shit. But isn't it crazy that you get a contract like this and you have to give out of thirty four million, almost thirty five million a year, you have to give almost twelve million of that back to the government. How does the government really benefit from this? Because it's not a it's not a regular job. This is an entertainment based job. It's 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 not like Con Edison or fucking you're working for for uh, uh, um. The parks department. You're a basketball player. It's weird. I I, I find it odd that they that they actually pulled that mo- that that much out from there. Me love you long time. A lot of people were upset about the Canelo and uh, Triple G fight, and I have to tell you that regardless of how you look at the fight, there's a lot of um inconsistencies that goes on with judging, and this is why I've been saying it for the longest. Boxing is it's it's shit, especially for a match like that. A a a a a a boxing card with two of the greats at this moment in time. You put them in the ring, and they show enough, show and improve. No one had a disappointing moment of this fight. You had two individuals who fought their, you know, they fought their fight, and of course, you get a draw, which is basically saying piss on you you're gonna see this fight again regardless if you like it or not which didn't matter anyway because even if you wanted you were gonna do a rematch kind of thing you still could have gotten money for it anyway but in my opinion yeah this this abigail bird woman had scored the card 18 to 10 and it's like what fucking fight were you watching if you wanted to even pulling a little bit closer say all right you know maybe 1612 or maybe even 1513 something but you're basically telling me that canelo only lost two rounds listen the only people i know that said canelo won the spanish people and i'm spanish and i still say triple g won that fucking that 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 fight so um really we 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 need to we need to start evaluating the scoring system and the judges that's involved in it because this is just utterly ridiculous and of course it's always about well making that money it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Kyrie Irving says he doesn't feel like he owes LeBron any explanation. And damn right. I feel the same way. LeBron ain't making him no money. He making his own money. 
That's why, you know, people be like, oh, you crazy? You win championships with that dude. He going to bring in bread. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, every man has to stand on his own. And I really believe that this is a situation in which Kyrie Irving did that. You know, he he made a statement by saying, you know what? I don't need this. I can go. Um, It's unfortunate because I felt that they could have been that team that could actually win it again. But um, there's something going on in that camp that nobody's nobody's talking about. Not too much. Even Kyrie's keeping a uh, tight lip about it, which is uh, commendable about him. But I honestly believe that there is something going on there and nobody is nobody's going to uh, make any 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 allegiance of saying what it is that's going on over there. So let's see what's going on. Once again, uh, I have to say that uh, a lot of people make money. They don't. Um, they really don't know how to keep that money going on. They really don't know how to continue on with uh, making legit money. Unless we go into the dirty field. Former LLB star Raul Mondesi is sentenced to serious jail time. This is out of Twelve Up dot com. Seems as though Raul Mondesi, former MLB journeyman, was sentenced to eight years in prison and fined sixty million pesos. That's gotta be like six dollars in Dominican money, right? Six million pesos, like it has it has to be, right? You know what you could get with six million pesos in Santo Domingo? Shit. Uh, hold on, because I'm I'm gonna find out what 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 that is, because I actually want to know what how that translates into American money, because it has it, it can't be that much. I, I I doubt that that's really something uh, of substance. Hold on one second. Welcome back. We're here to tell you what uh, 60 million pesos translates to, which basically translates to uh, just uh, under $3.4 million. And that's like, okay. For him, that's a, that's, a, that's a little cakewalk for him to deal with in peso status, I, I, I guess. But apparently he was um, sentenced to these accusations because of his affiliation with his time during a uh, mayoral presidency in San Cristobal between 2010 and 2016. And uh, Mondesi spent a majority of his MLB career with the Los Angeles Dodgers. But, um, yeah, it seems as though the, the former MLB right fielder has some, some, some time to be uh, cashing in on. Looks like you was doing some dirty shit, my G, for real. Uh Believe me, he won't be the first or the last. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Unfortunately, we look at a passing of another great. We had the passing of Jake LaMotta, the man who was whose life was the epicenter of the movie Raging Bull, starring uh, Robert De Niro. Jake LaMotta had a illustrious career. This is a guy who was able to take a fucking punch. Yeah. Not many people are known to take a fucking punch, but uh, Jake LaMotta was a guy who was able to. Uh, once again, this was this. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Raging Bull, then you don't know what life is. Honestly, it's a great, great fucking movie. Uh, his boxing career spanned uh, two decades. Uh, he I he, I always thought that maybe he was like a high functioning MR kind of guy. Like he's like kind of a. I'm, I thought it was a little bit retarded, maybe. But uh, he he was a dude who had uh, 106 fights with 83 wins, uh, 30 by KO, 19 losses, and four draws, which is a res- it's a respectable respectable uh, record. So our condolences go out to him and his family, and hope all um, hope everyone can learn from his example, especially from watching Raging Bull. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Yeah, um, gotta pretty much say that um, the MLB race is really hitting up really very heavy. Um, I'm trying to get my fan Matt here soon enough so we can discuss this. Uh, but the Dodgers have bounced back. Pretty much, they're still in the league by uh, double digits. Uh, Houston is looking for mom, uh, remarkable. Cleveland has run away with this, as well as um, the Nationals got a tight race in the ALEs between the Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. So with the next two weeks coming down, 
Make sure you guys pay attention to us at TRSS so we can discuss what's going to go down with MLB playoffs. 60% of the time, it works every time. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to make sure you guys check us out on all social media outlets. Check us out on the Facebook at the Like and Groups page, at the Groupies page, at the Regular Season Sportscast. Check us out on Instagram at Regular Season Sports. Check us out on Twitter at RWJSanty, as well as on YouTube at Regular Season Sportscast. Scott, this was a good fucking interview. I, uh, this good week. I love this week. Love it. Love it. Love it. Listen, I'm not best for business. I'm best for everybody. Make sure you check us out on all our social media outlets as well as at RageWings.net and at TRSSPodcast.com. I'm not best for business. I'm best for everybody. Catch you guys on a rebound. Squash! Regular season sportscast. Regular season sports cast.